It's time for JT the Brick. The Raiders need a wake-up call right now. If you don't progress and get better, they will cut you or trade you. You don't throw the ball out of bounds when you're down eight. There is no excuse for that. Everybody knows that my philosophy is to play faster. Don't huddle up when you don't need to huddle up. Make the play simpler. Run simpler plays and run them faster. Run them until you're blue in the face and don't leave practice until the janitor says we're closing the lights out. You guys got to go home. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. Give the ball to Devontae, Jacoby, and Hunter and Michael Mayer. I don't care who the sixth receiver is. JT the Brick. Too many people are getting comfortable. Smarter, faster, more explosive players who are disruptors. Everything that you can read that was negative and wasn't positive in this game I gave you in the first five minutes of the show, and I do it five days a week on my radio show. There's no sugarcoating here. You're a Raider fan. Act like it. Get behind the team. And now, uh oh, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as we wrap up the week on a glorious Friday here on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio and on that mobile app, which we greatly appreciate you listening on to. Everybody who's here for us today, thank you and all of our proud partners as we open up the show here and we wrap up the week, an interesting week. As we get an extra day as the Raiders are going to play Monday night, another primetime game for the Silver and Black in a game that they have to take advantage of and find a way to win. Find a way to win anywhere possible, and that's the focus of the monologue as we open up the show, brought to you by PT's, the best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. I got a great idea. There's an early hockey game today. If you're not going to the hockey game, and this is not an easy ticket, everybody. This is not an easy ticket to go to this hockey game. If you're not going to the hockey game, head on over to PT's anywhere in the Valley, 64-plus locations, and... Hang on on a Friday and go into happy hour with half-price drinks, 5 to 7 at midnight to 2. Vegas Golden Knights are undefeated. They are the talk of the hockey world, which is really cool. What a great day today to go see a hockey game, go to PT's, get some lunch, and enjoy this great weather. I played 18 holes this morning, man. It was unbelievable as the sun rose to see this city from the Red Rock Mountains back to the Strip. We are the sports and entertainment capital of the world with a couple of the biggest sporting events in the world coming up. It's a countdown to F1, which is a global event, and the Super Bowl, which will be housed at Allegiant Stadium. going to be a lot happening here over the next couple of months, and we are the flagship of the football team in town, UNLV football, UNLV basketball, the hockey team in town, the Golden Knights, the Las Vegas Aviators, proud to work for Lotus Broadcasting as we get going. All right, on a Friday here. I, I had a rough week, right? This was not an easy week. But again, I don't put out oil fires for a living. I'm not a fireman or a police officer. So in the big picture, it's a very easy job that I do here every day. Very easy, but it can get aggravating. And I put everything I have into these shows that I do. I'd like to go out on a, a strong note heading into the weekend with some optimism for the Raiders to go in on Monday and beat the Detroit Lions. I have never in my career, in my 25th season with the Raiders, ever went on the radio where I thought the Raiders were going to lose a game. Where I looked at the game and said, you know something, no shot, not a done, they're going to get blown out. Guy on the national sports radio who just wrapped up his show is wrong about everything, just said the Raiders are going to get slaughtered in Detroit. What's happening now is the Raiders are becoming low-hanging fruit for the national media. The national media is doing one of two things. They're either crushing the Raiders crushing the Raiders and making fun of them, or they're not mentioning the Raiders. We can't do either one of those on the flagship station, nor do we want to. We want to encourage the Raider fans to have some entertainment, to have a place to come, to be in a community 
where they can talk with their friends and family about the team that they love, the Raiders. It is about as toxic as I've ever seen it right now. It is very toxic, which is the word. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of bloviating. There's a lot of people who have nothing good to say. Remember when your mom told you that as a kid? My mom did. I got in a lot of trouble as a kid. And my mom would tell me, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Well, that should be a poster above Raider Nation. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. But no, there's a lot of Raider fans that are fueling the fire and throwing kerosene on the fire on this topic that's getting picked up in Denver, L.A., Detroit, all around the world, is there's now Raider-on-Raider social media crime, where Raider fans are going after each other, or going after the coach, or going after the quarterback, going after the team, and that's very toxic. And there's nothing we can do, man. I don't have one of those big, giant tankers, you know, those airplanes that come over a forest fire and it just drops all the repellent down and kind of (laughs) slows it down, stops the forest fire from spreading. I don't have that. I don't. All I can do is put great guests on the radio, put the coach on, put the legends on, and see what's going on and hope that the Raiders can win the game. But, man, I'm not scared of Detroit. I know Detroit's good. But Detroit has never been a franchise anywhere near on the map with the Oakland, L.A., and Las Vegas Raiders. They haven't. They've been a doormat uh, their entire existence. I think they're one of the worst-run organizations in the history of sports by the Ford family who invented the automobile and are arguably the worst owners in North American sports history. With all due respect to Donald Sterling, who was out at the Clippers and a couple other teams here. Detroit's been terrible, and now we're supposed to fear them? Because they have Jared Goff? Let me ask you something. You think Jim Plunkett would be in fear of Jared Goff? You think Lyle Alzado and Howie Long would be in fear of Jared Goff? Do you think Rod Martin, who I spent last weekend, would be in fear of Jared Goff in this team? No, they wouldn't. But they played on a better Raider team than this Raider team. There's truth to that. But there's something about being a Raider and putting on the uniform and the silver and black and putting on the helmet and going out there and thinking that you're invincible, thinking you're the toughest bully on the block, and thinking you're going to win and you're going to beat them into the ground. That's what the Raiders got to get back to. I don't feel the confidence of the team. I don't feel the confidence in the fan base. I just don't feel enough confidence in this group now to say that, hey, man, we can flip the switch. And I'm hoping that I can play a tiny, tiny, tiny role and do what I do and just try to motivate some people to believe that there's a chance that this could happen. And if it doesn't happen, you know where to find me. I don't duck anybody. I don't duck anybody. I'm right back here. But do the Raiders have a puncher's chance to win in Detroit? They should. But the Raiders have to go about it differently. And I wrote down three things that I think the Raiders need to do, which hopefully you'll react to here and call in and get in in the first hour. I got bigger guests to coach at the top of next hour, our Lincoln Kennedy segment. So we're wide open at 702-365-9200. Okay, number one. Number one, there's three things the Raiders have to do to win this game and to be competitive going forward. Number one, they have to play faster. They have to play faster, which means their body language has to be more up-tempo. Which all you need to do on this, because I sat behind the bench in Chicago and saw this firsthand is you have to pretend that you're Max Crosby. Max runs out of the tunnel. Max runs back into the huddle. Max runs to the sideline, and then Max runs off the sideline when he comes out on the field on defense. Just copy him. Just copy Mad Max Crosby. Copy him. Just do exactly what Max tells you to do. When Max 
gets out of the locker room, line up behind him, and follow him into war, football war. Just copy him. Put on the same face paint, do whatever he does, and pretend you're Max Crosby and just shadow him. I want everybody to follow him to the bench. I want everybody to get up when he gets up. I want everybody to walk with him to the coach. I want everybody to pretend to be Max Crosby for one bleeping game. Understood? It's real easy to do. All you got to do is act like Max Crosby's the captain of the team. That's number one. So just play like Max and play faster. Number two, the offense needs to be more creative the entire game. Not a couple of plays. Not the first scripted plays. Hey, we're going to find Michael Mayer this week. Hallelujah. Who gives a crap you found Michael Mayer? We should be following Mike. We should be finding Michael Mayer every drive of every game. What is he had one drive this year where he caught a couple of balls and everybody said, wow, look at this guy. Be more creative with the football early. Okay, get Jimmy to get the ball out quickly to guys who can make plays. That would be Trey Tucker, Michael Mayer, Jacoby Myers, and Devontae Adams. I repeat again, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Trey Tucker, and Michael Mayer. Do you know how many teams would kill for that? Do you know how many teams around this league, if you just gave them those players, would say, man, I, I, can, I can get something going with those guys. So I expect the head coach, who will join us at the top of the hour, to get the ball out quickly to those guys, because I don't think there's much confidence with the offensive line letting the play develop. So quick slants. Quick go routes to Trey Tucker, uh, something early, often to Michael Mayer to get him going. And I love Jacoby Myers in the red zone. Just target him. He'll make a touchdown. He'll make a play. That's number two. And then number three, everything's got to get pulled out in this game. This is the most important thing. I saved the best for last. This is the key to this show today. Everything comes out of the lockbox. Onside kicks. Double reverses. Going forward on fourth down. Ready for this one? Fake punts, fake field goals. Fake field goals, fake punts. Everything comes on out. Everything comes out of the trunk, and we drop a daisy cutter bomb on Ford Field and come in there, and they don't know what hit them. They don't know what hit them. Oh, my God, an onside kick to start the second half. Oh, my God, a double reverse, and Josh Jacobs just threw the ball. Something's going to happen here in this game. Everything comes out of the war chest. And the Raiders go and they leave it all on the field. That's what I think. That's what I think needs to happen. And I think that there's no, new, there's no room for conservative play on defense or offense. Like to see some corner blitzes. Like to see some things happen here. And that's the three keys that I have for this game. If you got something better than me, and you might, just let us know and let it fly here as we get going. Uh, the Raiders have to play a good game. They have not played one Good game this year. One above-average game this year. Everything, even the victories, have been really ugly, but we'll take it. We'll take an ugly win against Detroit, man. We'll take the ugliest win you could possibly define as ugly to win this game. But I think everything has to come out here, and the Raiders have to look at it, and I mean in reasonable ways. Anytime the Raiders have it on their own 40 going towards Detroit, it's got to be four down territory, especially if they're losing. If they're down, if they're down, I want to just see every time they go out there, four, four down territory, go for it on fourth down three or four times in this game with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's going to be, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's got to play really well. And I put a lot of heat on Jimmy this week on the show because I think if Jimmy doesn't play well in this game, 
I don't know. I don't know what you want to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Jimmy's got a lot of games left as a Raider, unless he starts playing well. I can tell you that much. It's not gonna. He's not gonna be here if he doesn't play well. No matter what his contract status is, they'll go get another quarterback or Aiden O'Connell will get an opportunity. I'm pro Jimmy G. I've been standing at the top of the mountain with the Jimmy G flag. I want to see him play well. I want to see him have a really big game. So hopefully Jimmy can come out there and let it go. Let it rip. Let it fly. And have a great game. But as I open up the broadcast today, Vic Tafer at the bottom of the hour. I wish we had more diehard Raider fans who weren't just toxic and negative on get rid of this, get rid of that. I know where you're at. I feel you. I see you. I hear you. But we've got a lot of football left here. Second place in the AFC West as Denver and the Chargers are in more trouble than the Raiders. And the Raiders can dig out of a hole here with the next three games. Detroit, most people don't think they're going to win. They're a heavy underdog. And then the Giants and the Jets after that. So try to find something today that could happen that's positive. If you don't want to be positive, go to the internet. There's a troll group that'll hang out with you. and They'll, they'll invite you to the party. But if you want to come on the show today, you could be very critical. You could be negative. Just have some respect. And hopefully if you're a Raider fan, you'll have a good day. And it'll be a good weekend. And enjoy your weekend too, everybody. The game's not till Monday. Enjoy the weekend. As I open up the show with the guy who's had more influence on me as a caller than any Raider caller of all time. He started off as a caller with me. He's my great friend. He has a great announcement as he's retiring from the military. Raider Mike in Arlington, Texas joins us. Raider Mike, thanks for starting us off, brother. Thank you. Rick, my friend, you know, it is a long time, and uh, it is good to talk to you, my man. How you doing? I couldn't be better. Congratulations on your service to this country. We're friends. I see on Facebook, and uh, tell everybody about this run you were just on before you start your new chapter in your life. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you sound really good today. You sound really energized, and I'm glad to hear that as always. You know me, man. I'm a, I'm a service guy. I've been in for decades. Uh, Air Force guy. I've been overseas, but I've always been uh, huge with Raider Nation. That's always been a big able to get to many games uh this year and uh i hope to correct that in the near future i've got uh i pivoted off my service and i'm actually staying in aerospace uh starting to dig with uh, lockheed martin and uh, man that is that has got my head spinning but you know and i'm watching i'm watching this year's team and and i just can't put a finger on it and i talked to you uh, i talked to you uh last year earlier this year we sat in that bar and we were talking about McDaniels and, you know, I got, I had faith in the guy and I know half of Raider nation just dumped on him when he, uh, when he ran car, but you know, I had faith in the guy. He's a, he's a young guy, good offensive mind. And, and you just don't know, but, but it's becoming more and more difficult to defend his moves and some of the head scratchers that he's made. And, and right there at the top is his use of a guy like Hunter Renfro. I mean, a clutch guy, uh, huge popularity with Raider Nation, and he's tough. Uh, you saw that fourth down play he made against the Bulls. I mean, and 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 you wonder what we, why can't he use him when he had plenty of guys just like that in New England in his offense? And it, you keep waiting for for something to to turn on, and you know, with with McDaniel's in his system and his process, and I mean, how much longer can we wait? And and I and I saw something that was that was pretty pretty interesting 
a few weeks ago, our owner was in a box. I think it was at SoFi. I don't know. I don't know why they have open boxes for owners at SoFi. But the guy was sitting out there, subjected himself to all the knuckleheads walking by, and he was on YouTube going back and forth with these idiots. And he kept saying, kept pointing at his forehead going, think, think about this, be smart. And, and the first thing I thought was, I, I find it really ironic that a guy with a haircut like that is telling wow. someone else to be smart. But then the second thing I'm thinking was, well, he could be talking about only one thing, and that's they're tanking. But, I mean, what else could he have meant? And, and, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the season. And the only saving grace, JT, and you know this because you're a veteran football fan as well as an expert, is winners are – and they open and close very quickly in the NFL – from year to year, within the year, and there's a lot of time left, and this can get hot in a second. So, I mean, there's there's no throwing in the towel from me, and, and I'm anxious to see what our coach is going to do. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of football left to be played, my friend, a lot of football. Thanks, Mike. Again, appreciate it. Thanks for your service. I don't take personal shots at the owner or anybody's appearance. I don't support that here. I never have, so – Surprised by that on that, but I'll, I'll just say again, thank you for your service. There is a lot of football left, and some of the players and weapons that they have have to be utilized better here. They have to be utilized better here, and these players that, such as Hunter Renfro, who I believe is gone, I, I would hope they're trying to trade him just because I don't think there's a lot of value because Hunter hasn't been able to get involved with this much, and there's a lot to go around on that topic, a lot to go around on that topic, but... Look, I don't know. I don't know if Hunter will be here after the game or not. Once a Raider, always a Raider. He had a brilliant year. I think that Hunter will be respected throughout the Raider Nation no matter what happens. And in a game like this in Detroit, you know, I think Hunter Renfro is the type of guy that can make a difference here because I don't think people are going to look to him to be a threat. And if he's not going to be a threat, he's not going to be double teamed. And Devontae is always double teamed. And this would be a good game, this game, to break out Hunter Renfro for six or seven targets, especially those ones that are coming in and coming in around the red zone. I'd like to see Hunter, even if he's not going to be here, go out in style with a touchdown that could change the game. And maybe that could happen here. Reggie in North Las Vegas. Reg, good to have you on a Friday. Go ahead. JT, man, I'm calling because, like you said, there's got to be some fans that have some positive mindset. And I do my best to stay there with all the problems we have and all the things that go on. I still try my best to focus on the possibility of something good happening. And you just hit a point that I was going to make. If we're going to go out, you got to go all out. You, why can't we put it together one time, especially with Renfro? Renfro is too high quality of a player to not get that one opportunity to shine. And with him not being involved with the games the way he hasn't been, it just blows my mind. I can't get mad at the ownership. Ownership is doing what they thought was best, getting this uh, coach and uh, GM in here. And we're just waiting for something to happen. Now, to me, it's just all about these players. You guys got to step up, win your job. Win your play. Win, win your deal that you got to get each play. And if you win it and four or five of us win our play, obviously we should be able to come out on top. I'm going for the Raiders always, man. I don't want to give up on them. It's all about Raider Nation to me. JT, one of my favorite sayings that you always say. 
Raider Nation unite. Let's go. I hope we get this win, man. Let's get it. Good to hear from you, Reggie. Always optimistic, always there at the torch, always there with the Raider Nation. Appreciate that. Look, I'm not looking for optimism from every fan. I know what's going on around here. I get it. But I think the Raiders at three and four, uh, that loss to Chicago hurt badly. That, that loss hurt to Chicago badly. And if they would have beat Chicago, I wouldn't have come on the broadcast this week saying because they won in Chicago means we could lose this game to Detroit, then win the next two games to go to six and four. But I kind of meant that. I wasn't going to say it, but it kind of felt like you beat Chicago, you beat the Jets and the Giants, and worst case scenario, you're sitting at 6-4 and four after 10 games, and a lot of other teams in this league would trade in the rest of their season for a 6-4 and four record. Now the Raiders officially have their back against the wall when it comes to this season. You know, there's plans in the building on how to win and how to get some value at the trade deadline, what to do, the cap, all of this. No one wants to hear this on this radio show. People just want to win. People just want to win and have a good time and a good life. And it's imperative that the Raiders start winning some games and play better. And if they're able to do that, I think it'll really be a shot of adrenaline for the city and this fan base going forward, and the fans deserve winning. Mark Davis knows it. Again, what I can tell you about my friendship with Mark, working for Mark and knowing him all this time, just got through with the Aces. His priority is the Raiders. Allegiant Stadium, getting the team here to have the revenue stream going forward, trying to hire the right people and win. And this is a big moment now. The focus has got to be for everyone on the payroll, from the scouting department to the football side to the coaches and the players, let's go. Okay, everyone's got your back. Everyone's behind you. When it comes to this roster, go out and play with fun, play with energy, and play some quality football like you've played in your past. Let's get some of the rookies to step up, and let's get some of the veterans to play well, and some of the other players who are middle-of-the-road players to decide that they want to play at a much higher level and have a big game in Detroit. Ira's in Tennessee on the flagship of the Silver and Black on the Raiders mobile app. Thank you very much, JT. I called earlier in the week, and I said that the last two times the Raiders played Monday Night Football in Detroit, they went two, it's, they're 2-0. and I'm predicting 3-0, and and I have a feeling that they're going to break out of whatever is struggling them on offense. They're going to start tackling better on defense after the horrible tackling that they had last week. And we're only one game out of the eighth spot in the wild card. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know why people are, are so not optimistic, because we're, we're, we're right there. If things start to click... This team could be a wild card team, and even, you know, once you get into the playoffs, anything's possible. Yeah, thanks for the call. You can get to – I don't think we should be talking playoffs now. We're only talking about one game. We're talking about Detroit and then the trade deadline on October 31st. If you beat Detroit, something cool could happen at the trade deadline. If you don't beat Detroit, then the Raiders got to make some really costly and smart decisions setting this team up going forward. This is really one of the few times this year I'm really concentrating on one game at a time. Then we got the New Yorkers coming into town, the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Happy birthday to Stoner Dude, longtime listener, friend, caller to the show. Happy birthday, dude. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks, dude, man. Hey, you know, you know, JT, I've been a fan and listening to you now for 25 years, calling in your show and all the different radio stations you've been on. And, man, you know, I've been trying to be positive, but I'll be honest, I'm not. But I'm also not negative. I'm not, like, spending all my time 
concerned about firing this person and that person. But like all the other Raider fans out there, man, I'm pissed. I'm frustrated, you know. And, and I know sometimes you talk about Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels and they're nice guys. And you know what, man, I'm past the nice guy thing, man, because mm-hmm. nice guys finish last and that's what we've been doing. I need to see some angry, pissed-off football players out there. I know Devontae Adams is angry. You know, we need more of that. I know Max Crosby's frustrated. we got to get these guys all on the same page like that and play like this is the last game of the season. Monday night against the Lions, I mean, that's prime-time football. The stage is set. And I've seen the Raiders do it in the past, JT, many times where we've had some bad seasons, but for some reason – we came out and stepped up and surprised the world, shocked everybody. We're going to need that kind of game, JT. they got to dig deeper than ever, man. I am all in. Let's go get them on Monday. Go Raiders. Yes, and happy birthday to Stoner, dude. Good friend of the show. We've done a lot of tailgates together. Uh, Raider had his band. Fantastic. Uh, hour number one brought to you by Tequila Commissario, the best of the best. The gold medal winning tequila, destroying some of the biggest brands in all of tequila when it comes to these competitions. Ultra premium. We want to thank the entire Malou family for everything they do, especially Gavin for coming in studio. And also today I played at Spanish Trails with my buddy J.O.D. and met the great Dr. Peter Shin. Kelly Cohen, the director of ops. Brian Jorgensen, the GM. I won the Ryder Cup today and Spanish Trails was brilliant. Mayfield back to pass, pocket collapsing, steps up, heaves it down the field. This is going to reach the end zone, and it's incomplete. Godwin turned around a little too late, but he was in the vicinity to make the catch. He did not, and the game is over. What a play last night. What a perfectly executed Hail Mary by Baker Mayfield. JT, back with you as... We are brought to you by the M Resort Spawn Casino, the concerts that they still have out at the pool, all the great bars, the Raiders Tavern and Grill. It's the official hotel of the Las Vegas Raiders there. From fine dining to all the great events that they have on property, our good friends who run the property and are still with us and going strong. Once a Raider, always a Raider. M Resort Spawn Casino, proud partner of our show. As we're fortunate to bring in Vic Tafer every other Friday, who joins us from The Athletic, longtime Raider and NFL insider. And Vic, let's just jump right into it. What's at stake on Monday night? I was very, very confused and disturbed by the way the Raiders didn't play in Chicago. Do you feel like they have the ability with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back to put on a better showing? Uh, better. He's kind of, at this point, the only hope, really. I think the offense has struggled and, uh, I guess if you're an optimist, you can say they're three and two with Jimmy, which um, you know he hasn't played very well. But I think at least you see the potential upside with him and and the system. So yeah, he's um, he's back, and he's the only really chance they have. They have to score some points to have a chance to win this game. Considering he's coming off an injury and he's been beat up a little bit here, do you think they can drop him in and ask him to get into a shootout with Jared Goff? Because I think their careers are similar here, but the Raiders haven't been able to run the ball. And if they were running the ball really well with Josh then I think they could have more balance here. Are you sensing there's going to be more of a shootout in this game compared to ball control? I think have to be more aggressive. I think you, we watched all the teams this year come in and play the Raiders. They stacked the line of scrimmage. They're like, you know, you're not, you're not going to do this deep. 
So we're going to second line and have eight, nine guys in Jacob's face. So, like, you have to at least give him the threat of a play downfield to kind of like get the safeties on their heels a little bit. And so I think this game, especially, you got to throw the ball because I'm sure the Lions are going to be focused on the run. Yeah, absolutely. Vic Tafer's our guest. Vic, when you look at the film and the analysis after a game, you get on a podcast or go on other shows, how do you grade this offensive line? Because some of the PFF grades are getting better, but I just don't see a unit here that is playing at a very high level. It's one guy or another guy on the other side of the offensive line. Do you feel like they're making progress, or have they been the unit that's really holding this team back in the offense? Yeah, they're making really you know small increments of progress. I think the running game has shown maybe a couple signs of life, and I think the pass pro has not been that bad this year, actually. So I think, you know, they're not as good as they were last year. I think they've all kind of taken a step back, unfortunately. They're counting on these guys. But, you know, I think um, ideally with the Jimmy back, we get the passing game going. That kind of frees them up, gets them unboxing a little more established. But, yeah, clearly that's been a sore spot this year for the Raiders. Vic Tafer joins us. Vic, what was your feeling on what Mar- Marcus Peters did in the last game in Chicago? There was one really obvious bad play where he didn't invest in the tackle. It was leaving clear to the broadcasters, and he's still here at the end of the week here. I don't know if he's going to get benched, if he's going to get play, if he's going to play, how many snaps he's going to get, because the secondary, at least the corners, have been a bit banged up. The safety's been playing well. What do you think of Marcus Peters coming into the game in Detroit? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get benched. I think obviously they brought him in because they don't have a lot of guys at the spot. And I think, you know, even when he was younger, Marcus was not a great tackler. That wasn't his, uh, his forte, and now he's getting a little older. Maybe made a business move that uh, play last week. But clearly you can't do that. Clearly young guys looking up to you, that's why he's here, kind of an example. Uh, I was a bad glitch. So I think he's got to play better this week. I'm sure he wants to show that that was not really who he is. So I think he'll play, and he's got to be better for them this week. You know, Vic, it's interesting going back and watching the Detroit loss to Baltimore. Josh McDaniels often says when the game gets away from you and the game got away from Detroit, the first three series, three, three and outs and three scores by Baltimore, it was over. And Lamar Jackson had one of the best games of the year. Should Raider fans be optimistic that that's the last product they put on tape? Because it was a good opponent in Baltimore, but Detroit really got exposed in that game. I just wonder what the Raiders can do to match the tape and the performance of the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, well, unless the Raiders start running a lot of RPOs, and all of a sudden, I'm not sure you can do too much from that film. And I might go the other way. I think it's probably a bad thing because the you know, Lions mm-hmm. are a very, a very physical, very emotional team. Clearly, they weren't up to the task last week. So now they're back home, and I'm sure they're upset. The coach is probably going crazy. National TV, you know, mm-hmm. home game, Monday Night Football. So I think it's a bad spot for the Raiders. And I think, I mean, unless you can really I don't know, take what Mark Jackson did and kind of use that, I guess it's tough to kind of use that as a, as a launching board. Wrapping it up with Vic Tafer. Vic, how are you handling the trade deadline, you and the team at The Athletic? Where are you going to go on this? If they win or if they play a good game and they lose a tight game or if they lose badly, which I hope doesn't happen. With all that's happening here, everybody's just focusing on the future of Hunter Renfro. From knowing Dave Ziegler and talking to him at owners' meetings and other events, do you think he's going to go all in to maybe get another player or bring in some draft picks? What do you think is going to be the philosophy of Ziegler uh, heading into the trade deadline? Yeah, I doubt it. I think, I think they're kind of stuck. I think you can't really be biased at this point. That loss last week was pretty bad. You look at the conference, conference and the division. I'm not sure if they're going to make a playoff run this year is kind of realistic. So, and you can't really be, you know, you can't really sell too much. So, I'm sure everyone wants Renfield to go somewhere else and get a fresh start, but. A contract makes that tough, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if they kind of said, you know, so Pat is kind of going to have all the rest of the way. 
Last one, Vic. What's at stake in this game with all the chatter, all the background noise? A lot of Raider fans are just aggravated. I don't want to use the word disheartened. They're more aggravated than that. And you talk to a lot of fans on all your platforms. How important is this as a regular season game on the road since the Raiders moved to Las Vegas? It's a big one. I think you mentioned the fans are kind of turning on the, on the regime a little bit. And I think you got to show progress. you got to, the offense has got to get better at some point. I mean, McDonald's is supposed to be an offensive guy. They have talent on the offense. There's really no excuse for averaging, was it, 16 points a game. So I think if you see progress this week, you see a close game, see some points on the board. Oh, yes, that's a step in the right direction. But it can't, uh, it can't go too much more south or things have been really bad. You got it, Vic. Have a good weekend. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. All right, bud. Take care. All right, that's Vic Tafer, uh, and he does a great job at The Athletic with Deshaun and their team, just like the Las Vegas Review Journal does a great job. So many groups come together, and we're happy to have the deepest roster when it comes to Raiders insiders, and we're happy about that. And Vic comes on every two weeks, and, hey, look, you can't keep losing like this anymore. You know it. I just said it. you got to put up some fights. you got to show that this system is going to work at some point, even though the concepts of the system could be strong and it's not happening accordingly, it's got to flip. Guys got to play better. They got to be in a position to play, and I think they've got to be very emotional. I'll tell you this again. I was on the sidelines in Chicago. Anybody who tells you that the Raiders weren't ready to play 10 minutes before kickoff is full of crap. I was there. I finished the pregame. I got in the elevator. I went right out to the field, and Sandra Douglas Morgan, Mark Davis, Larry Delson, all the people behind the scenes and the coaches and everybody was jumping up and down and looking great. People saying jet lag. Maybe it was when the game started. I didn't see that. I thought they were ready to play. And being around the team and traveling with them and being in the meal room and being around the hotel, they look good to go. And I don't believe that they put up an effort like that. And for everybody who keeps saying that Dan Campbell, and Vic said it in, in the correct way, but for those who think that Detroit was humble, and Detroit's going to come back meaner, and they're pissed off, and they're angry. Did anybody catch the Raider game? Who should be more pissed off than the Raider players? The Detroit players? Why? Because Detroit's 5-2, and two and they got boat raced and embarrassed by Lamar Jackson? Okay. The Raiders lost to Tyson Bagent. I mean, Detroit lost to Lamar Jackson. He might win the MVP this year. Okay, they lost on the road. The Raiders lost to a 1-5 team, and the Raiders could have went to 4-3. and three. So don't give me that Detroit is more motivated than the Raiders. Both teams were embarrassed on the road. Both teams didn't play well. So both teams and their coaching staffs are expected to do a better job and play better. And they better do it because a lot's on the line here. We all know that. A lot is on the line for this game. I can't wait for Monday for it to get here. That opens up a line for you to the top of the hour, 702-365-9200. Juan is in the East Bay listening to Raider Nation Radio. Hello. Hey, JT. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Hey, I've got, uh, I've got a game plan for Monday. Uh, I agree with you that uh, the offense needs to be faster. And I want to put Jimmy in the shotgun more, mm-hmm. 80% of the time. Put, put the... Uh, slot man or the tight end up the seam, make the safeties make a decision on who they're going to cover between the wideouts and the, and the guys uh, from the inside. And also, I would start Zamir White. He hits, he hit, he's hitting the hole faster this year. You, uh, you take a look at uh, Josh, and he's kind of hesitant at the point of attack. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think we get a little speed in there. 
Um, Zamir, if he gets past uh, that first line, he, he can he can get some yardage, and I think he'd be good out of backfield. I'm not saying bench, mm. bench Josh, but you know use Zamir a little a little more. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm for him getting more touches. I, I am. I don't I don't want to get a bench. You made it clear you don't want to bench Josh Jacobs. I don't think he has to. Josh Jacobs from this moment on has got to play at a much higher level, has to. And if you want to give Zamir White a couple of more touches and start a drive off with him, I don't have a problem with that. Josh Jacobs is a better player than Zamir White. He led the league in rushing. He's healthy. Took him a while to get up to the groove and get to where he is now. And I, I, I still go down with Josh Jacobs. But I'm okay with that. That's a respectful call. You're not going to say, hey, man, take Max off the field and give Macklin Coots more snaps. Take Devontae off the field and give Wilkerson more snaps. We're not going to say that. But if this running game can't get going, I don't know what to tell you. You got to mix it up a bit. You got to do more. I just want to see more creativity and a couple of more explosive attempts. We don't have to see explosive plays. You can throw a 40-yard bomb to Trey Tucker. Just don't throw it out of bounds. Let the kid go make a play. Let the kid go make a play. For years, I've been telling you about Meet Up Vegas. The meat sold exclusively to fine steakhouses. Now it's available for you at wholesale prices. They've been such a great partner for me because every time I cook out in my backyard, I have friends over. I'm able to go to Meet Up Vegas, get the meat I love, the quality that the restaurants have here, supreme chicken, lamb, turkey, pork chops, whatever you want, and then have that. When I grill out in the backyard, my sons like to grill out meetupvegas.com is the website. When you check out of the cart, you put JT brick in and you get the same deal that I get. And I'm telling you, I love this hookup. It's the meat hookup that you've been waiting for. Taste the quality that you've been waiting for at all the great restaurants here in Vegas. It's the same meat. It gets shipped in, it gets to them, and they get it to the restaurants sold exclusively to the best steakhouses in town. Never sold before to the public for until a couple of years ago. And now you can get the same meat hookup that I get. Free deliveries on orders of over $250. And all of the specials that they have, they have gift cards. Just go to the website and it's all there for you. Become a member. And this is, imagine staying in line at a grocery store for meat. If you want to go to an exclusive butcher, I get it. But this is the easiest way I do it. And they've never let me down. That's meetupvegas.com. In the cart, on the checkout, in your account, put JT Brick and get the meat hookup that I want to give for you. And on top of the hour, Josh McDaniels, my conversation with him yesterday, I think at the end of it, when you'll hear it, yeah, he, he suggested it is go time. They got to get going. I want you to hear that from the coach coming up. And then our Lincoln Kennedy segment, which I love because I don't get a chance to talk to Lincoln as much other than in the press box. So we take a portion of what played on Raiders Roundtable, and it features Lincoln Kennedy, man. I hope he gets some podcast award, man. I hope he gets the World Podcast Award for that great segment. I would say much simpler case for Jimmy Garoppolo, the Las Vegas Raiders starting quarterback. He was back at practice today as well. He was limited with what is termed as a back injury. My understanding is general back soreness. What caused him to miss last week's game, probably more out of precaution than anything else. The fact that he's able to get out there, there is some optimism that he should be able to play on Monday night in what is a huge, huge game for the Raiders against the Lions. A club. 
Yeah, turn it up. I'm going to see Ed Sheeran over at Allegiant Stadium. Never seen him before. I've seen seven, eight hundred concerts in my life. Yes, that's a real number. I've never seen this young man who Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney both say currently is their favorite artist. So go in to see live music with an open mind. A great, glorious day today. I teed it up at Spanish Trail for the Ryder Cup and won today, 3-1. and one. Uh, Had a great time out at Spanish Trail. I'm telling you, pound for pound, as good as any golf course. Everyone talks about Southern Highlands, love it, Shadow Creek and all that. Southern uh, yeah, Spanish Trails earlier today was absolutely, miraculously gorgeous. As the sun was coming up, had a great day here and going to have a great night tonight. And hope everybody has a good weekend here. For the Raiders, what's at stake here? Jimmy Garoppolo, Ian Rappaport, just saying it. Is he perfect? Is he healthy? Is he 100%? I have no idea. But I saw Jimmy in Chicago multiple times. Always pleasant, high-energy guy. And this is an important moment for him in his Raider history. It's a very important moment for Jimmy G to come out there and play a good game. He's played big games his entire career in the regular season and the postseason. If it's at Philadelphia, at Green Bay, home against Dallas, whatever it's been, he's been in good games. Now, for every Raider fan to say, well, JT's got a better defense, you're right. San Francisco had a better defense than the Raiders. Still, he had to move the ball and make plays. The offense wasn't that much better than the Raiders. They didn't have Devontae Adams in San Francisco. They had decent running backs, but not one like Josh Jacobs, I believe, talent-wise. George Kittle is better than Michael Mayer. And Darren Waller was here. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't get an opportunity there with him. But if you look at Trey Tucker and some of the other weapons here, Jimmy G, I believe, has enough to go out and have a couple of big games here this season. The problem for Jimmy G is it's got to happen now at Detroit. Uh, 90% of the tickets are on Detroit. 89% of the money, according to Wager Talk. The line opened up Detroit minus 7.5, and, and now it's juiced up to 8 so it's Detroit minus eight. So I heard today people don't even think the Raiders can cover that spread. And if you look at their road games this year, I can understand why. But the Raiders are due for a breakout game. But special teams is going to be important. Daniel Carlson is clearly not 100%. Hopefully he's able to go in this game. And A.J. Cole, I have some of the stats here in front of me. It's just incredible. Listen to this, everyone. A.J. Cole leads the league with 47.5 net punting average net okay if you look at this 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 season he's on pace for the highest net punt average in a single nfl season in over 40 years 40 years he's having one of the greatest punting seasons ever so i hate to put this on aj cole but he's got to have a big game i mean aj cole's got to put the ball inside the 10 multiple times He's got to bounce it out of bounds at the five. He's got to play great and make Detroit go the length of the field. And here's another stat if you want something positive. For the positive people out there, the Raiders have 17 drives that have lasted 10 plays or more this season. That's tied for third most in the NFL behind only the Cowboys and the Eagles, who have 19. Las Vegas has averaged 9.91 plays and a 442 time of possession per scoring drive. Both the highest figures in the NFL, but they get stalled out in the red zone. But the Raiders have had some really long drives this year, and they got to get away with no field goals. They got to get some points. They got to attack the red zone. The Lions have allowed their opponents to rush for 76.3 yards per game this season, second best behind only the Eagles at 62.9. 
Since becoming the Lions in 1934, the franchise has just one season with a lower average against, and that was in 2014. So do you want to run the ball, everybody, or do you want to embrace the shootout? Again, the Lions have allowed just 76 yards a game on the ground. Do you want to go play big-time football and say, hey, we're going to beat them, we're going to run it down their throat, or do you want to play it smart and go five wide? You want to go four wide and five wide with me and spread out this defense that plays zone coverage? And, and Josh McDaniels, you'll hear coming up at the top of the hour, this is such a good zone defense. What they do well is when they read the play, they're in zone, and then they're able, when they see the run, for their linebackers and safeties quickly to get out of that zone coverage and get to the ball. The Detroit Lions do a better job at tackling than the Las Vegas Raiders and racing to the football and getting more bodies to the football. That's concerning to me because in the last game in Chicago, I think the Raiders were getting guys near the ball. They just didn't want to tackle. What's with this slapping? What's with this trying to knock the ball out? Uh, Try to knock someone's ass to the ground and maybe the ball will fall out. The Raiders can't afford to tackle weakly in this contest and let the Lions get an additional three or four yards at the end of the play. That cannot happen. That cannot happen in this game. Snow Raider in Tahoe. What's happening? Hey, thanks, Bobby. Thanks, JT. Yeah, um, I agree with what a lot of you were saying and the callers. Mm. I was in Chicago. Lee's daughter did amazing. Weather was perfect. Fans were nice. I was sitting right across from you, though, behind the Bears sideline as a guest of the Bears. Anyways, after that three-point miss, they never uh, had any life in them. Mm-hmm. They just looked lifeless. Missed tackles. The Bears were running all over, and the Bears' sideline looked like they were just uh, winning the Super Bowl again. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, here's what they got to do. And I think I made this call last year at some point, too. Each Raider's got to look themselves in the mirror. It's gut check time. This is the turning point of the season. This is do or die, I believe. And each person needs to look themselves in the eye mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to play better. I'm going to do everything we're talking about and hold each other accountable. Play like you mean it. Like you said earlier, be like Max. Just do what Max does. Run around with your hair on fire. Make some plays. Win. Yep, thanks for the call. Appreciate wrapping up the hour. I think they're going to do that. I think they understand what's happening and the sense of urgency here. Josh McDaniels, Lincoln Kennedy. Plus, I'll wrap it up next hour. A lot of uh, content at Raiders.com. And thanks for signing up for my YouTube Live. Give me a look on YouTube Live, JT the Brick, YT. Coming up next with the head coach of the Silver and Black.